Hello, everybody, and welcome to Devil Fruit Punch, the podcast where usually we read One Piece and then we talk about it. I am, of course, your host, John, and joining me today from the sandy dunes of Alabasta is Patrick Ramirez. <laughs> so we're not to read anything this week, John. And also joining me is Matt. Hi, John. I just got into town and my arms are not tired because I didn't need to use them for anything because we didn't read shit. Oh, yeah, baby. And also joining us is Jesse. What? Whoa. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, who operates this? Goes wild. Jesse who? Oh, it's me, brother. I'm invading all kinds of podcasts now. The the Jesse Wind? Governor Governor Ventura, I love your I love your work. <laughs> oh well thank you, brother. <laughs> yes. Are you fresh off the, the Predator 6 set? <laughs> yes, uh, I actually saw Arnie piss himself. It was wild. <laughs> what a character. And Arnie is Oh my good and personal friend Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. I wasn't sure if our audience would have picked up on that. So, yes, the rumors are true. Uh, Jesse Ventura himself is a guest on this podcast, and we love him. We respect him for being here. I wasn't going to read shit, brother. That's right. Jesse Ventura famously can't read, so instead we had to watch a movie, and we watched One Piece, colon, Strong World, which is a movie in which Luffy and the Straw Hats face off against the powerful pirate overlord, Shiki, the Golden Lion, who is an old rival of the one and only Goldie Roger. So he kidnaps Nami, and basically the whole movie is trying to stop him from doing Armageddon and saving Nami from him. Now, Jesse doesn't know anything about One Piece. Well, that's an exaggeration. He knows the barest amount of anything about One Piece. But hopefully he knows a little bit more now because he did watch this movie with us and obviously we got to start with you, Jesse. <laughs> what did you think? Be honest. Oh. Don't pander to our audience of weird weebs. Me? Pander? Never. Uh, I had a lot more fun than I thought I was gonna. I think that's a, f- that's a place to start. I was worried. A little bit about <laughs> everybody warns you about the weird anime with like a thousand episodes or whatever. Um, I think entering it, something that helped me a lot is John prefacing, uh, or giving me like a little intro about how each of the islands is like a Star Trek planet. Yeah, that was a great metaphor, John. It like framed so much of the anime for me <laughs> in a way where I feel like I just understood it a thousand times better. Like how it could even have a thousand episodes. Mm-hmm. Now that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and, then, and if you want like another kind of metaphor like that, Jesse, imagine that the grand line is the game FTL. So all the islands are in a long row and they're in a line and you have like a path that you follow through it all the way to the end where you fight the mothership or whatever. Okay, you almost ruined it, but I got you. Because there are other islands, like, not on the line, right? The Grand Line is just the pirates going around the whole world to get to a treasure, hopefully. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but there are, like, there are different paths you can take, and you're zigging and zagging. And so, even though you might be on the Grand Line, somebody else is on the Grand Line, 
the journeys you'd have taken to get to that point could be very different journeys. Okay. Yeah. I thought it really only like split up when you went through the mountains. Uh, it's a little it's a little more than that. It, mostly cool. in the story, that's to explain why there are other like pirate crews that show up later that we haven't just been seeing the whole fucking time. Totally. Okay, so everybody listening, because I know we have all these new listeners <laughs> from Good Weird Great who have no idea what's going on. Uh, Matt was my compass rose in this scenario. He was your log pose. I drew <laughs> I, my log. That takes me to the next island? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nailed fuck it. everybody. Oh, yeah. I know, anime shit now. <laughs> uh, there's a planet. And there's a big mountain range in the middle of the planet. This is for people like me. And there's a there's a treasure hidden on the opposite end of the planet. And you have to go around this thing called the Grand Line over through the mountains. And only one pirate has ever done it. Um, and everywhere not in this giant ring around the planet. Mm-hmm. Why is it called the Grand Line again? Uh, it's, Why is it like? Because there a, are pirates other places. Yeah, it, well, it's a big line, and it's, it's a big line. It's the most. Is that just the densest part of the? It's the craziest. That, it's the coolest. It's the crazy. It, it's just because it's the coolest one. Yeah. Yeah, and like <laughs> all the islands, this comes back to the whole each island is a Star Trek planet thing because all the islands have like mm-hmm. their gimmick that a Star Trek planet would have, but it's like. Mm-hmm. The Grand Line is this incredibly harsh and chaotic place where there's like crazy monsters and all the oceans and like each okay, planet cool. has complete or each each island has a completely different climate and sometimes different like atmospheres and just crazy shit like so yeah, you, you never know what you're gonna get like john patrick and i just wrapped up a very emotional arc that like paid off in so many incredible things just wild stuff and right after that we were in like spooky zombie vampire like island and it couldn't have been more different than what had come before yeah um um dope yeah scary (laughs) dangerous line let's go okay so the first question i want to ask you jesse is what did you think of the main crew um just like the actual straw hats themselves was were there any that jumped out at you were there any that were just forgettable to you what did what did you think of them um there's a (laughs) cool guy who holds sword in his teeth obviously very cool hell yeah brother um the little deer man uh, who turns into other things, often a big deer man. Um, fucking awesome. That might have been my favorite character. Second favorite? He's tied for my favorite. No, he's probably my favorite. The skeleton guy who lived 50 oh, years Brooke. stuck on a boat with his dead <laughs> compatriots? Yeah. Is it 50 or is it like 50, hundreds? Yeah. And, and just okay, for good. the listeners, Brooke is the only like detailed backstory that uh, Jesse got. Um, cause oh, yes. it, it's pretty brief and, um, we did watch the episode zero and Brooke is the only one who is like a fully realized adult during that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. do a scene where they're like, look at all these characters. Yeah. I didn't know any of those were, they were all babies. <laughs> there was a part of episode zero. I'm, I'm glad we watched it because it provided some well, much needed context, but yeah. there were large parts of it that were just flashing characters on the screen that Jesse had no context for. So he's like. Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? Who yeah, the fuck it, is that? And props to Jesse. He didn't ask because he just intuited that he didn't need to. <laughs> it, yeah. it was truly like, here's 500 references from 500 chapters of story. And like me as I a fan, I could start to loved feel it, it after <laughs> yeah. a minute where I was like, if this was Dragon Ball, they're just showing every oh, yeah. character you've ever seen. Right. Um, 
Okay, and I like so you brought up we watched episode zero. I really liked that because it. I don't know. I had never heard of Gold Lion before. Gold Roger. And so I got to watch oh, a dude. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard of Gold Roger either. Yeah. To be fair, so that was a cool setup. Anyway, that, that's almost like like a thing everybody needs to know about this series in general is who Gold Roger is. Who's the super pirate, the only guy to go around the super scary <laughs> ring, and he probably hid a giant treasure at the island of a big scary ring around the planet. Um, but then, fuck that dude. There's another guy <laughs> named Gold Lion. Gold yeah. Roger. Oh. Ro- you both did <laughs> that to I me. Just did. <laughs> I thought you said Gold. Who did you say first? Uh, Shiki. Gold, oh, Roger. Gold Roger. Okay. Yeah. Gold Lion, a.k.a. Shiki. Yeah. The reason why Patrick and I are getting thrown off is because we've been hearing about Gold Roger for like since we started this in November, where Shiki was like invented for the movie. So when we are gold, that's just where our brain immediately goes. Literally, literally the first issue or the first uh, whatever chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he cut his legs off in the episode zero? Yeah. Um, Okay, that's my favorite part of all of this is I'm so glad I didn't start the movie (laughs) and miss him cutting his own legs off and replacing them with swords. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you brought this up, Jesse, because like the episode zero, it did provide some context that made the movie more enjoyable. Yeah, but I think the only standalone sick moment of episode zero was the moment where he cut his legs off and then he's sitting on like a pipe or something and he's just like talking shit down while blood is dripping out of his stumps and he says like you can keep my legs I, I don't need them to escape anyway or something like that it, yeah very fucking like hardcore metal ass like fucking metal introduction like, for an for a villain it's sick and like to me that's some that's really important because you know if you're not familiar with one piece you glance at it, it looks very like childish and kitty and then mm-hmm. they'll like just bust like they're not afraid to bust out the blood. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of reminds you like, oh, OK, they, they can get a little real from time to time. Yeah, I was really appreciating that aesthetic because um, it it's something I like a lot about Dragon Ball specifically. Yeah. Is that there's this like childlike wonder to the designs. There's like sillier, almost like Looney Tunes level old or like Tom and Jerry level like designs from a thing. There were straight up Flintstones sound effects <laughs> in the movie we watched. Oh my he god! He would run and stop, and it would be like the little scooty noise when he still like can't fully stop. I the first time I heard that, I was like, "This is good." Yeah, Just, this is fucking good. One Piece I, I, is all about the cartoon logic, baby. <laughs> I I feel so vindicated hearing your reaction to this because like I I'm happy, but I'm not that surprised that you liked it more than you thought you would. Because I know Hell yeah. we've talked about it for months and you've always seemed really resistant to the idea of even like getting near it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 100%. I know it's because like it. <laughs> I'm, I've just been so busy at, in life that yeah. it's hard when anybody's like, you want to watch like 10 episodes in this new HBO show that I don't even have time for. But then when you're like, but this real huge thing, <laughs> I'm just like, I can't even pretend like I could start that. We get it. That's why we're reading it. Because you can for yeah. sure. Go through it a lot faster that way. Oh, but yeah, really enjoyed it. So we did knife guy, deer guy, skeleton guy, and then uh, what did you think about? I'm not the gonna guy, name them all. What did you think about the guy in the speedo and the blue pompadour? Really big upper torso gun. He had a duck helmet. Yeah, that's Frankie. the guy with the duck gun helmet. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't remember a banana. single thing yeah, it was, about it. It was a banana, banana gun helmet. Yeah, banana, banana, banana. I don't know what the fuck I even just he said. Was, he um, made motorcycles out of bugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, what he was, was doing. Like a scorpion too. or something? Or no, it was a lobster. What was a it? Lobster. It was a lobster. Shrimp. Lobster. It was a grasshopper. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it a shrimp or something? Yeah. I th- I th- yeah, I think it was shrimp and grasshopper. <laughs> Um, okay, he was cool. He was cool. I don't again until you said that. I didn't remember him very well. I okay. can't imagine like absorbing all that as brand new information. Yeah, I, feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Jesse just like in, like drinking from a fire hose watching this episode <laughs> in the movie. It's just, I, like it's so much insane shit to compre- try I, and comprehend. I have one specific question that I, I thought about explaining while we're watching, but I kind of I wanted to see if you'd ask her whatever what did you think when like limbs just started sprouting out of other people or the floor <laughs> or something like did you did that make any connection I to you assumed at all that that was one of the ladies superpowers it is okay. the, the black haired woman so, uh, robin this actually okay, leads robin. into my next question for you <laughs> okay, jesse great. which is what was your who do you think is the sexiest straw hat and they're all 18 we're pretending they're all 18 shut up <laughs> We're pretending. <laughs> just don't say chopper, okay? Yeah, just don't Who's say chopper. chopper. Uh, that's the deer reindeer, boy. Yeah. yeah, the reindeer. Oh. I, that was definitely gonna be my first response, no matter what. <laughs> okay, because I think he's like nine or something. Good, 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 good. I love that. The reason I ask is because I think Robin was looking good in this movie, baby. That was the the lady who was wearing the sexy sweater dress, Jesse. Also, the adult of of the two in question. <laughs> oh yeah the adult the woman wearing the she's the arms lady right? yeah she arms, is the yeah, arms, arms lady, lady has That's... black hair and yeah. um, cool nami was really one of the main characters of this she's the one who gets kidnapped she has for red sure hair. and um uh, but i, think I also movie... think i also think zoro is at least in the running for this because his fit was incredible I, I yeah i mean yeah Zoro's extremely hot I, I think sanji had some good moments here too um I think really the only one who got kind of owned was Usopp with his goofy hats and helmets. Yeah. Is he the big, big nose guy? Yeah, the big nose guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I'm really stretching here because... You, you would have said Chopper. You, it's okay to say Chopper. Yeah, but I can't do that. And then I don't want to <laughs> say the main... I don't want to say Nami because I feel like that's a cliche answer that everybody has well, to say, right? So for, for what it's worth, the guy who created this comic met his wife when she was cosplaying that character and then he married her. Um, so like, <laughs> wow, whatever that tells you about it. Nami you know, the is supposed taste. to be like the cutest, most yeah. beautiful young girl character you could possibly imagine. That's kind of like thought so. how he drew her on purpose. So, you know, you know, I, so I was too busy absorbing every single thing in this fucking movie and not understanding it to have noticed their drip. Um, because you're like talking about like actual clothes they yeah. were wearing, and, and like, I'm this like, is the first time you've seen them too. So like, yeah. we're like, oh, these alternate looks, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. Um, oh my god, Billy, Billy the bird, Billy, oh, looking hot. Right you thought Billy was hot? Okay. What if a duck was a peacock, a peacock, and a Pikachu? It's a great concept. And a Pikachu, yeah. yes. Yeah. Fucking awesome. I mean, Billy was like instrumental in basically every part of this so he's also just a badass i was uh, impressed did, I, I thought he'd be like a mascot but yeah like he, he really came in clutch did so in my memory of this they never named him in a scene where they're like you're gonna be billy now i feel like 80 percent of the way through the movie somebody just knew his name was billy no I think uh, that, luffy actually said we're gonna call him billy because yeah, he named him 
Okay. I don't remember the, what he said, but I think he it's did, just that's the fine as long as that got said. Because yeah. that's one of those things where I probably blinked and I missed it. Luffy Literally. just says and does things, and everyone just goes along with it. Yeah, he just <laughs> oh yeah, it's Billy. Even though he just met him, and he's been hanging out with Nami the whole fucking time. He's like, oh yeah, that's Billy, and she's like, okay, I guess that's Billy now. Fine. Weird. Um. So while we're talking about fits and drips, because you know, I I honestly that might be my favorite part of this movie, and I'm I'm not doing a bit like. The costume <laughs> changes and shit were so great. There was a part where Brooke was wearing like a yellow t-shirt and a hippie headband. And he was just like puffing on a cigarette in the background. And he looked like skeleton Jimi Hendrix. Like it was so cool. And well, then like, he had Fra- like a flower vest at one point. Like Frankie oof. was wearing it, like a, a hat that was a banana that was also a pistol. And I think at one point Jesse's like, oh, is that not what he always looks like? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just his head. Not even like somebody was like, oh, he's wearing that hat. And I was like, I just assumed so, that yeah. was his full ass head. <laughs> no, like that's just how shit rolls in anime. Oh, yeah. So um, and yeah, Nami, Nami's hot and I'll fuck that bird for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's hear. I I love hearing from Jesse. Oh, no. Obviously, hey, well, but who's the black haired chick? That was Robin. Robin. Okay, now I see that full length sweater thing. That's just a long sleeve sweater that goes down past like booty short level. Yeah, that, that's drip. That's drip like motherfucker. I I'm I'm Team Robin myself. Is all I'll say. She's also my favorite character, but that that's too much to get into for right now. <laughs> and I mean, Frankie but, had his cool leather jacket that he was wearing in the bar scene. Um. I don't know. I, I thought Sanji was looking kind of whack, to be honest, for a little while, but that might be my <laughs> bias. What did you think, Patrick? We haven't heard from you in a minute. But who I thought was the sexiest? I mean, or whose like outfit was the best, <laughs> if you want to be more appropriate. Um, uh, I, uh, I mean, everyone's outfit kind of matched my imagination already, or from what I've seen in the manga, so I think... Uh, Brooke was the coolest person to me in the whole movie. Um, I like actually, you know, Goldie Roger was actually pretty cool to see animated and younger than the uh, execution thing. Is that's pretty much the only time we see him in the manga is like when he's getting executed. Yeah, I love I love his big ass mustache. Yeah, cool mustache. Um, he was pretty cool looking. I think everyone just looked cool. It's just so different seeing them in. In the uh, animated world of the anime versus Patrick, the black and white shit that we've been reading. <clears throat> I, I wanted to ask you about that because this is kind of a first for you, too. Because up to this point, you've only ever read it other than like a, an isolated clip or two of like the, the Soga King mm-hmm. song. What, uh, what was that like for you jumping to, you know, color and voiced and animated and all that? I liked the color in the movement. I thought that was cool. The voices. Um, I remember talking to you guys about it. Like the the voices were hit or miss for me. Like it just it didn't match my uh, like imagination of what I thought someone was going to sound like. Some of them did match. Yeah. Um, so can you tell instance, us like which ones were closer <laughs> for you and which ones fell yeah, off? I'll tell you. Oh man, I'll tell you who was spot on was Laboon. That was spot on for what I thought <laughs> the character that doesn't say sound like. words. <laughs> yeah, no, Laboon was 100% identical to what I imagined. Sounded like a whale. So <laughs> Laboon is the yeah. giant whale that we saw for yeah. like two seconds in episode zero, Jesse. They did a great job with Laboon. <laughs> Don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, and it, Brooke, it, I think Brooke too also sounded kind of like what I expected. Oh, yeah. Um, but What about Luffy? Uh, Luffy sounded a little different. I mean, because when I'm reading it, I'm imagining I'm saying everything in English. And then when you hear everyone speak Japanese, <laughs> it's just kind of a trip. And... Some of the character, the voice actors 
were not 100% how I pictured someone talking. Can I Luffy just say, was closer, yeah. As we were watching the, the moment Chopper first said something, Patrick, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I, I'm not going to say he yelled, but he, like, you know, half yelled, like, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> that's his voice. <laughs> Chopper was the furthest from what I expected. Chopper is I, supposed to be like the cute little guy. I, I just forget that he's supposed to be like a kid because he's in like Chopper beast mode a lot, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he, he's a huge giant or like the... A beefy boy? I mean, in the last one with the, uh, the weird, creepy Tim Burton... Oh, Nightmare uh, Before Christmas bark. shit. Yeah. Thriller Bark. Yeah, that whole arc. He's like zombie, you know, like beast mode the, most of that time. Yeah, and, and just, um, just so you know... Um, Chopper is like a trained doctor. He's not like a doctor in training. He's like a full blown like the nine doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How is he I, I think nine? he might be like twelve or something. And okay. how did he get his superpowers? He was trained um, by like, that Lisa split so, second. This is such a digression, but I'm so happy <laughs> yeah. to do it. You have to be like okay. an adventurer no. to and have some like nuts to go get those things I, I or clit that. or whatever you have, but you got to have some gumption. This is like an offhanded comment I meant to you, and you didn't say anything to it, so I'm so glad it's coming up again. He was a reindeer that ate the human human fruit, which makes him a reindeer that. human. Oh, wait. Oh, he was a reindeer. He was a reindeer mm-hmm. that ate the uh, human human fruit. Yeah. Okay, I, like, my brain remembered the human-human <laughs> fruit part, but not okay. No, it gets really So is wild. that bestiality then? Uh, he, no, because it's, it's himself. Well, it's I think he's human. <laughs> he's at least okay, partially yeah, the human. Fruit, the, right, the fruit. He ate the human-human right. fruit. Yeah, and that's him in human okay. form. Dope. Yeah. Mm, um, what are deer years to human years? Is what I need to <laughs> he's, he's a kid. He, he's like maybe 12. <laughs> okay, oh my goodness. Okay. We um, are hashtag canceled. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just oh, yeah. me. Can just I, me. Can I, uh, I just want to bring up real briefly. I know I've been talking a lot, but one of my absolute no. favorite parts of the movie, I have like three that really stood out. But when Sanji is fighting, uh, I forget who it was, but he was trying to save Robin and then she's falling at the end. And uh, Brooke yes. goes to save her. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "You stole the best part of saving That's her." Part. And, he, <laughs> and, and then he crashes. Like, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yes. Then Brooke like really gingerly puts her on the ground. He's like, "Yeah, it was an honor to save you, or whatever." It's so good. <laughs> and when he sits her down in Japanese, he goes, "Mademoiselle." That's yeah. Right. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> she's a proper lady, and he fucking knows how to how to talk to a proper lady. <laughs> That's Brooke channeling like Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Yeah. Did, um, did anyone have any other like moments like that that really stuck out to you or made you laugh or cry or anything like that? I mean, just like I, I, I want to call out the specific bit about the evil doctor, Doctor Indigo, making fart sounds oh with his shoes God. every time he stepped. Yes, because like it, One Piece is really good at doing bits that like seem like they shouldn't work, and just somehow the the combination of everything going on is just right. And it's like it's so funny every time, and like like in some of the mo- the most tense moments, like when somebody's being brutal or they're talking about like murdering all these villagers or like people dying of this horrible disease, the little like fucking fart shoes clown man, yeah, he stops walks over. in <laughs> and it just cuts through the tension immediately. Uh, I can't believe I didn't get tired of that bit by the end, but I didn't. Agreed. I, that was almost my bit introing into the podcast. <laughs> I, I was like just going to start that, doing like, fart noises. <laughs> I, I was shocked to hear, because I think I just got introduced to Dr. Indigo last in Thriller Bark, as you learn at the end, that that's who, uh, fucking, who's the big bad person at the end of Thriller Bark, right? Bartolomeu Kuma. No, you're thinking of Dr. Egg, uh, Dr. 
Vegapunk, right? Vegapunk, thank you. Oh, yeah, Vegapunk. Vegapunk. Oh, what a God. fucking okay. name. So, <laughs> that's who I was thinking that Indigo was the no, whole Indigo time. That's totally why I was like, awesome. this is who they think is the fucking was. big bad doctor. Like this you loser. Was the like, smartest man in the world. And yeah, most important that's why I was like, this fuck, I was like, this fucking guy? That's really funny. <laughs> to be fair, I Googled a picture of him. Okay, this makes way more sense now. Oh my God. Actually, not in color. He just has this giant like clown looking face. Sorry, I, I, could you delete that, Jesse? Because but- we're not nearly to that yet. Yeah, Sorry. don't spoil oh, Patrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would even be a spoiler for John. That's how far ahead. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I that's- love that you said that because it just looked like a dude. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fine. Now. But yeah, the, no, totally. I, I just that's so obviously it did give something. <laughs> a, I'm, man, that's like so funny to be so far from removed that from guy. a thing. Well, yeah. Wait, so Vegapunk is way forward to seeing his shadow. Like, or, yeah, his, yeah, we're going to hear like him shadow, reference basically. for a while. But like they just okay. revealed him like a month or two ago. Well, a couple okay. months ago. Yeah. yeah. So, so I feel much better now that uh, I, that is not Dr. Vegapunk because I thought okay. that's who Indigo was. And I was like, that's a fucking joke. <laughs> Wait, this, what? This, this Joker right here. <laughs> Googling One Piece stuff and I can't talk Dude, about any of no, it. Yeah, so I'm going to start saying shit. Stop. Stop. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm not gonna. But I'm <laughs> going to talk to Matt after this show. <laughs> oh, please. I would, love to, I would love to talk One Piece with you and, and try to encourage you to get into it because I think you just saw another hot blast. mama. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Yeah, there's there, there's there a, a lot of, of those. Mamas. Yeah. <laughs> um, another moment that I really really liked was when Zoro and Sanji were both uh, independently searching for. Uh, I believe they were searching for Robin and Nami or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, it they, doesn't matter. They're they all split sit, up. They sit down at the same staircase and they just notice each other and go, "Oh, it's you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those that characters, I like, they're kind of like like brotherly rivals. Usually, they're not friendly okay. to each other at all. But like, okay, really to underline it, like any any one of those crew members would die for any of the others, and like have been put in positions where like, yeah, they'll they'll absolutely go in like that. That that's cool. That was a good scene too. Like it was the just the two cool dudes, very tired, and then their sidekicks who have like an amount of excitement for this moment. So they both just sit down quietly on the stairs yeah that was the other two freak out they found each other yeah that was so cute because chopper goes oh usopp sanji it's so good to see you and zoro's just like uh it's time to sleep (laughs) is sanji the other cool no sanji's the cook what one of them when they found fuck nami was like dude i haven't slept since we split up in days or whatever. And then when he finds her, gets really excited and then immediately falls asleep. That was Sanji. Yeah. That was Sanji. That was, yeah. That was dope. He also Sanji, can make his foot hot. Sanji, <laughs> is, like the most charitable interpretation of Sanji is that Sanji is in love with all women and the concept of women and just loves fucking feel you, man. Everything about women. The, in his worst moments, it's that he is a total like perv who can't switch that part of his brain off. He's kind of both. Can I ask, did it seem weird that he only ever cooked, like kicked people? Did that stand out as strange to you? Didn't even notice. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's because he's a cook and his hands are for cooking. They're too important okay. for fighting. Cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, what did you think when the three sword man with a sword in his mouth turned into three people at the same time? Oh, he pulled an Asura's Wrath? That yeah. was the coolest shit ever. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> and then what about the part where Sanji kicked him into the air? I don't remember that part, but I would take a statue of the other thing. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I am Kicked a sucker. Him into the air. Yeah, like Sanji put his foot up in the air, and then Zoro jumped onto his foot, and Sanji yeah, he's kicked. Yeah, like, cook, you know, 
Cook, help me out, something like that. He's like, oh, okay. okay. And yeah, he launches him for the... There are a lot of great combo attacks in this. I like that. Yeah, it's like uh, the, the the fastball special in Marvel. Yeah. Like, yeah. We got this. Yeah, uh, some real cool combat stuff, to be honest. I love that one of the first scenes in the movie, Luffy just uh, busts out gear third, which for Jesse, that's when he makes his body huge, specifically his arm or leg usually, but... I want to ask Patrick about um, one of my favorite and most inexplicable moments of all this that we got to see in episode zero and the movie is when the entire crew just strides in uh, with fucking like guns mm. and just starts shooting everybody, which is so unlike anything they ever do in the comic. What did you think of that, Patrick? Yeah, for episode zero, right? Uh, yeah, episodes when and then it happens again in the and movie then too. Happens, yeah, it that's just it. Looks it. like the yeah. yeah, yeah, the flash, whatever foreshadowing. Shoot um, everyone. Yeah, that was uh, interesting when I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, this is a this is different. <laughs> this is different from the manga." Um, but I thought it was cool. I mean, it made no sense to me because I don't think we've even seen a, anything except a flintlock gun in any of the manga up until what we've been up read up to. And so to see those, like they were like, um, I don't know, they look like futuristic guns almost, like you know, like Terminator, Blade Runner yeah. shit. Yeah, there was like a Gatling gun and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. I, I, cool. say, I liked it. Well, I think we're Frank- to understand that Frankie made those, which makes Frankie even cooler, in that my opinion. That, yeah. that, that makes sense, yeah. Because like Frankie's got good guns, and we just saw that Kuma has like a fucking laser like mouth weapon, too. So yeah, there are definitely crazy futuristic weapons running around out there. Right. So they don't ever use guns normally. Um, Frankie does, but he, he's got guns built into but, his body. Yeah, he's like a cyborg. But Is yeah. Frankie the the big guy? Frankie's the big guy with the blue hair. Yeah. Okay, um, cool, 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 he, cool. So he's a cyborg. He, he's kind of like a, a jokey, affectionate riff on Americans. So I think he's uh-huh. meant to be like Arnold Let's Schwarzenegger go. as the Terminator. Uh, the thing that fuels his like cyborg abilities is like cola, like Coca-Cola. Hey, hey, hey. And, uh, yeah. It's like America. He's just a cool guy who enjoys um, being like, like literally, like I'd say like letting his freak flag like fly. That's why he just wears speedos everywhere, and like he's not trying to like shock anybody or make a point. He just likes being himself. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. He's very like, body positive or, or whatever you want to say. Cool. <laughs> I like this. I like. I'm glad you gave me that context too, because honestly, yeah. that was one of the coolest parts of the fucking movie. Is they walk into a the the lion's den. They're confronting the evil villain of the whole movie. They walk in all slow and badass <laughs> in matching black outfits. Oh, oh and they They're, don't don't forget this part. They all they all walk in except for Luffy, and they leave a Luffy sized hole in the middle. And then Luffy walks yes. in last, and he's wearing like the badass coat, kind of like the yep. one that yeah. uh, Goldie Roger has in the flashbacks mm-hmm. and stuff. He has like the big admiral's coat thing, which in the anime and manga up to this point we have not seen him wear that which so that alone is fucking sick but then it ends with the shot of them all lined up in a row and mm, they're all in suits oh, yeah. they're all in their formal wear they all, have guns. <laughs> yeah, they all look like john wick yeah fuck it's super cool and then they're in this two-story room with a bunch of like rice paper walls up mm-hmm. and the bad guy's like yeah you think that it would be that easy <laughs> and all the walls drop away <laughs> and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of anime minions on two floors in like a mm. shoehorse shape surrounding them and they murder they john wick the shit out of all of those fools in an instant <laughs> i mean that is truly like classic one piece like 
It's fucking yep. go. Except for the guns. <laughs> Except for the guns. But that's like the movie moment, you know? That's like, oh, that's what's special, because this wouldn't normally happen. But like... Fuck yeah. Something I wanted to touch on is that like... This is the third, like, One Piece movie I've seen, and it's the only one that was written by the creator of the manga himself. Uh, he's been involved in others to, you know, varying degrees, but, like, he actually wrote the script for this. And, like, I was really pleasantly surprised by how much this movie felt like just an arc in One Piece. I'm like, oh, you could have done, like, 30 chapters on this, like, no problem. I, I could <laughs> easily imagine reading this. It feels like a One Piece arc. And, like, another classic thing, other than them just, like, stomping a hundred, like, you know, red shirt, like, nameless flunkies, is the, like, climactic moment where Luffy gets pissed. Because anybody who's familiar with, like, One Piece knows that, like, once the villain genuinely pisses off Luffy, like, that's it. There's nobody scarier in the whole series than an angry Luffy, and he's so pissed off by that scene when he comes in. And just beats the shit out of Shiki. It, it, it's great. I, I don't know, man. It, it, this had all the classic beats in it. What, what do y'all think about that? I'd like to talk about uh, fucking Luffy's enlarged limb <laughs> during, during that fight. The, the His foot. foot. It, uh, gigantic foot. <laughs> no, but no, the arm. Oh, okay. There are a couple gigantic limbs in, in different fights. Oh, yeah, gigantic arms. Did you have a like problem with how large his hand was? No, I just have a. I don't have a problem with anything. I'm just saying. I thought it was like, no, he didn't. And then I was like, oh, it's his arm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I think Gear One. Oh my god. That maybe we haven't seen. Maybe Gear One or Gear Zero is like the final countdown. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, so the, the numbers the numbers go up. Um, so we've seen Gear One and Two. And oh, three that's so right. Far. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So maybe Gear Four. We've or seen five. Gear Two and Three, right? Yeah, well, I think Gear say- One is just like, oh, he like amps himself up, like it, it, it's not very showy or anything. Um, okay, or maybe Gear One is just his default. Actually, now that now that you say that, John, I think yeah. You're right. So for Jesse, because he's completely lost right now. Yeah, it's like what? Well, yeah, uh, Gear Two. <laughs> big arms. Gear Two is when he goes all red and glowy. Remember that? Basically, Did that happen it, in this movie. Yeah, he was he, flying he on steaming. Billy's back, and he was shooting red steam everywhere. The idea is like he's a rubber man, and so he can. May, if everything in his body is rubber and he can literally like accelerate the flow of blood in his veins by like constricting and like mm-hmm. just contracting yeah, pump, them over yeah, and exactly, over again, just pumping them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, gear three is the same thing, but he's literally using his like legs to pump up like a specific like limb and make it just gigantic and gigantic and gigantic. But then it makes him deflate into like a little child version of himself. Do you know if in the Japanese the they call them gears still? Because we were listening to the Japanese audio and they say a lot of American words. Yeah, yeah. So things. in the Japanese, he'll say gear second is usually this is awesome. Yeah, because a bunch of the shit in this sounds like someone who doesn't speak English that's picking out cool English words. Yeah, just like Americans will do mm-hmm. with other people's languages. And it's it's pretty endearing, honestly. They just like I don't I can't think of a there there were a, uh, there were a bunch of other things besides gear, but once or twice they said a word where I was just like, you just think phonetically that sounds cool. It doesn't even have a reason to be here right now. What but, fucking let's go? But are they wrong? There's, I mean, it does sound no, cool. They're not. That's, it's cool for someone else to finally like say. You never get to see the opposite side of that thing normally. It's just people going like fucking. The Akihabara sounds like a cool place I could name a bar or whatever. And nobody being like, I live in Japan. We have a bar that's just called Brooklyn Town or some shit. Well, it, oh. it, that whole opening song was like movie. It's like, oh, the, yeah. you know, and that's that was a Japanese band like using English lyrics because it sounded cool. Oh. 
Yeah. That was fucking awesome. I thought I was going to go dubstep, dude. I would have come. <laughs> if, if it came out Ugh. like five years later, it would have. Yeah, it would have. Jesse, I'm going to find. There has to be a remix. One of the opening like songs for like a later season of One Piece is like just one of the sickest like Euro like dance songs I've ever heard. Uh, it's for like yeah. breakcore and shit. I'll, I'll have to link that. I'm about it. Sometimes <laughs> these animes be paying good musicians enough money to actually make like the biggest banger of the year for their anime, and I respect it. It, it can't really be understated, like how popular One Piece is. Like, I just saw today the biggest movie theater in France is going to show the episode where they reveal Gear Five. Oh my god! Like, as a movie screen, like they just announced Wait, that today. An like, episode of an anime? Yes. Yeah. That's how the French love anime and manga. They they actually spend more on it than Americans do. We're like the number couple, three couple market questions. after them. Um, couple questions. Why don't we have a oh. national theater, theater <laughs> location with like every screen is like IMAX or larger? <laughs> uh, that's a great question, Patrick. Um, a question that I would love to answer, but we simply must talk about more of this movie. <laughs> you sure you don't want to tell you all these spoilers I'm Googling? I'm 100%. Oh my God, Jesse. Jesse, this is Jesse, so funny. get off the fucking computer. I'm just um, saying, I know what gear four and five look like. Jesse, no. <laughs> Jesse. Shut up. Bl- put bleach in your <laughs> no, eyes. For, for real, don't, don't talk about gear five specifically. Don't say I would anything. Never. Don't say anything, Jesse. <laughs> I would never spoil right, something. We got to get Jesse off this podcast. He's okay, got to get back okay, to good let's, let's come back down. Can we down. just go back to the giant good crazy weird animals? Gone. Oh, it says gear five is he turns into Goku. Don't say it. Don't say it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he does turn into Goku. He I'm goes ultra instinct. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So oh, we're talking about wow. this movie. I wanted to ask you guys, uh, specifically Patrick, because I don't care about the other two. No, I'm just That's kidding. Right. I just love hearing from Patrick, <laughs> especially. This is Who so, this is what I live for. This is my favorite time of the podcast. <laughs> I want to know about what you think about Nami and her whole plot line in this. I was getting nervous at points, but afterwards I didn't feel too bad about it. I don't know. I, I guess I'm mainly just referencing the kind of damsel in distress trope yeah. that is being deployed here. So uh, yeah, what did you think, Patrick? This is kind of like the Zelda question. I was we were just talking about this with other people. Like, uh, why is why is Zelda always have to be saved all mm-hmm. the time? And like, and you're just like, well. You're asking questions that don't have an answer <laughs> at this point. Um, I I thought that Nami was, I'm not saying it was wrong, but I feel like she was a little bit like hypersexualized in the anime, in she the movie. For sure, I don't know about you. She for sure was that. Right? Definitely. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, correct yeah, about yeah. that. Like the opening yeah. scene with her is the swimming pool, right? In Shiki's yeah. uh, whatever, ran- ransom house Dude, or whatever. There's a scene where... It's like a tracking shot of booty shorts going up her ass. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, I feel like they, I mean, and to be fair, this is like 14 years ago, right? When this This came out in 2009, I want to say. Yeah. 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 So it's, is that, oh my God, is that 20? No, it's 14 years ago. Yeah. 14 years ago. That's Mm -hmm. right. Um, Not that that's an excuse, but I feel like it was just, it's, they're very, maybe they're focusing on their demographic for whatever for when this was coming out, but. I thought that definitely did not go unnoticed on my part. It's like, oh, this is like something you don't get in the manga. Like you it's get like some kind of yeah, yeah. You get yeah. like some shots with her in the bathtub with that creepy uh, person that was doing like the glass thing or the slippery slip slip fruit or whatever. Yeah, oh, uh, I would go. Yeah, glass glass fruit. Anyway, so I want to um, open it up to everybody else now because I'm wondering if you guys had a, a similar experience that I did. I'm wondering if it moved the needle at all for you, the fact that she was she was being sexualized and objectified, 
but that the reason for her being kidnapped was because of her competence as a navigator. Right. Not yeah. inherently because she's a woman or because she's attractive, conventionally speaking, or whatever. Does that make a difference at all for you? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think Patrick has joined the fucking woke police or something. And <laughs> he's just over here trying to take all my sexy girls out of my animes. Yeah. I'll so tell you what. Like, like my two cents, like, because I, I had read a bit about this movie before we watched, and I read that, like, the main plot is, like, Nami gets kidnapped, and I'm like, okay, and in my head, I was expecting her to remain kidnapped the whole time, but I, I think the thing about Nami and, like, Nami's sexuality, and, like, you know, maybe I'm splitting hairs a little bit, because, like, uh, she looks the way that the artists draw her, like, she's not real, but I think in-universe... She really owns her sexuality, and she looks how she wants to look. Like, we don't get a single moment of that, like, Return of the Jedi, Leia. Like, they, they literally call it the slave Leia outfit, where Jabba's yep. dressed her up like that. Like, she's in a bikini because she wants to swim. And later on, mm -hmm. she does change into an outfit that's somehow, like, less revealing but more sexualized to me. That kind of three-color thing that I remember when she changes into that in the village. Jesse, you're like, is there a hot topic on this island? <laughs> yeah, she has a Rasta yeah. uh, bandana that she turns into a t-shirt. It very much accentuates her figures um, and her, her features. But, like, I don't know, the fact that she, like, immediately escapes um, was great. The one <clears> thing, <throat> and, and like you said, John, like, Shiki is clearly attracted to her. He calls her, like, baby cakes the entire movie. But I think he's also trying to be kind of creepy and scary and threatening there. But, like, the whole reason he's attracted to her initially as a crew member, he never says, you'll be my, my girl, you'll be my woman. He says, you'll be on my crew. Uh, it's because she's the best navigator in the world, and, and he needs that. I think that's a fun concept, the guy that makes everything float. What's, what's that vulnerability? Oh, well, if it's really windy, floating things don't do so well. Yeah. Um, and, like, the one thing that I wish we saw Nami do that she didn't, which surprised me, uh, is use her, like, weather baton to yeah. control the weather. Because um, so, she gets it by the end. The fuck? That, like, that yeah, is, she can do that. Yeah, Jesse, that is important context, is that she has a a staff that can essentially control the weather. So it feels a little weird that that didn't come into play at all, considering <laughs> that weather yeah. was a huge plot yeah. point. <laughs> and, yeah. like, not to overstate that, like, at this point, she's not literally, like, creating gigantic thunderstorms. But, like, if you're in a room with her and she's got the staff, she can zap you with lightning if she's got enough time to charge that up. No problem. And that didn't I happen. I thought it was a normal amount of sexualization for an anime, <laughs> if not less than usual, to be honest. I, <laughs> a lot of the things I saw in that movie are, like, regular Western movie tropes. There's... They, they do ass shots of Black Widow in fucking Avenger movies, and that's a, a Disney thing. Yeah. And I'm not getting into the, like, the, 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 I don't want to say the agency, but like, I do, I think there's a difference in the behavior of a person reflecting over sexualization mm -hmm. and just like the male gaze. And yeah. I won't, like, I, th I think there's a big difference. I don't think if, if a guy wants to draw a lady sexy, that's cool. Do that shit all day. When you start making her act a certain way because you're then putting on a, a character character tropes onto her looks, that's when I think it becomes like demeaning or making someone lesser. But like she was intelligent and had full like agency and like stood up for herself. The the captain, like you, uh, Matt said, was he'd call her baby cakes all the time, which was creepy, but it was like 
it seemed more like something to make her uncomfortable or something to like, uh, it was the only time he ever uh, trying to think how to say, like you said, he, he wanted her for her skill. And then as he said that over and over and over and over again, every once in a while I go, you're pretty fucking cute, but also we need you. Nobody's like you and we need you. Yeah, he yeah. never touched her. He never like physically threatened her in in a mm. way that could be called sexualized. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So is this a good time to transition into talking about Shiki as a villain? Because honestly, I thought he was a pretty good One Piece villain. Yeah. No, I, 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 I just to briefly say, Jesse, I completely agree with everything you just said. I, 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 I don't think it was leering or anything, but Shiki's great. I, I've heard Oda really likes Shiki, and like. I, I will just spoil here and now. Shiki doesn't just show up in the manga later as like a main character, but they do refer to him once in a while. Um, and yeah, he made sense as a One Piece villain. And I'm and, so and glad. I kind of like how he was introduced as this guy who sort of thought of himself as Roger's equal mm-hmm. and probably almost was, but just not quite, you know? Like mm-hmm. he he thought of himself as Roger's peer. So the sort of existential crisis that he has when Roger is captured is sort of, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. And it's, it's not something that we've, it's, it's unprecedented completely in one piece. We up till the point we are in now in the manga and in our podcast, we have not really encountered anyone who can claim to be the equal, roughly speaking of Roger himself. So, well, and 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 Shiki came close. She can get close, but I, I think that's a great point because, like, he he had the classic, like, this is a thing we see in, like, you know, anime villains in general and One Piece in particular, where there'll be a guy who's kind of strong and he fully lets it go to his own head. Um, like, I've seen some people complain that, like, Luffy shouldn't be able to take out Shiki, like, at this point in the story, but, like, Shiki was on this fucking island for 20 years, not paying attention to anything. Like, at this point in the story, people know who the Straw Hats are, and the fact that he had no idea who they were... It says more about him than it does about them. And um, even the fact that he thought he was like Gold Rogers, like equal, like we saw at the beginning of episode zero, he had him surrounded with like 20 ships or something and Roger won. And the fact that this guy didn't take that as the huge humiliation that that was really says a lot about him. And ultimately mm-hmm. he failed because he was arrogant more than anything else. He, he just thought mm-hmm, he, he exactly. couldn't be beaten. And yeah, that was his downfall. Um, I think that's a good, like a traditional uh, brain over brawn scenario mm-hmm. almost. Because then he also couldn't contemplate how another person could have captured Gold yeah. Roger. Yeah. He, and that's like, the, they probably just outthought you. Like, yeah, you're scary and you have all these powers. You're really strong. You have this giant army behind you, but you can have less and do more if you're thoughtful with your actions. Yeah. He, he literally wanted to wipe out, like, more or less a quarter of the the world's population because he blamed them for Roger's death. Clearly he was like in love with Roger also, just side note. But um a. like he, he wouldn't allow himself <laughs> to consider that there was another person out there on his level or higher, um until one kicked the shit out of him and, and ruined everything he'd been building up. If he'd ha- had his head out of his ass, he might have realized that like Roger wasn't the unique figure that he thinks of him is like, whoa, 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 Matt. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Bring gold D Roger down. Well, I, I, I you thought... know what? Yeah. Sorry. Let me take that back. Shiki was not the unique thing that Shiki thought himself as. Yeah. Okay. I thought, man, I thought that was totally different. I thought maybe 
Because they didn't really go into how he was captured. They just say he was captured, right? And then I think mm-hmm. they show... Well, he, he goes to the Marine base being surrounded. and he's just like attacking it until they wear him down, basically. Oh, no, he's talking about Gold Roger, Oh, I'm right? sorry. Yeah, yeah, Gold Roger. Roger. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that Sheiky like went, went like Rambo style on him. They, they yeah, they just say it. they caught him. Yeah, they hint at it, but we'll, we'll find out later in the story, like more so, details about that. Right. So the way, the way I was reading that was like, oh, maybe... I was on Sheiky's side with this Gold D. Roger thing, like... How could the king of the pirates be taken down by just like lowly marines? You know, like yeah, the marines like we've seen marines so far half halfway through this one piece, and they're fearsome. But like when you're the king of the pirates and you've got this legend and you've got you've obviously got skills, I feel like they can't touch you. And for I would be as shocked as Shiki was when Goldie Rogers and when it's announced that he's captured and he's gonna be executed and he's his, his reign is over. I was kind of like what the fuck happened like what insider shit yeah. you know like uh jesse mm-hmm. james and the assassination of uh, <laughs> assassination of jesse james shit with robert ford happened you know yeah like shit like that yeah. that's what i'm picturing in my head and yeah i i, I, I am very curious to see how that went down mm-hmm. so yeah patrick this is actually spoilers for me as well because i don't i don't know the answer to this either i i'm a, i'm asking the same questions where i'm like okay what was going on behind the scenes because yeah. this doesn't really add up to me do you want Dude, me to um, almost I almost honestly thought it was going to not be him. And they were like, I thought Shiki was going to show up and see that person and be like, I've met gold Roger. Like this isn't <laughs> fucking Roger, but then it right. just was him and he gets executed. Do you want me to call out the one line no. that was like, no, okay, no problem. But wait, yeah, wait, just, is just it is something we saw in red? It, we no, not in red. It was something we saw in episode zero. Um, when we, okay. we briefly see Roger's crew, one of them says something yes. that kind of hints what, Oh, Ray, Rayleigh, right. He says he doesn't have much time left. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Roger doesn't have a lot of time left. Okay, I remember that, but like, what does that, like, what does that I mean, won't though? Cancer, bro. Everybody gets cancer. Yeah, I So guess. he's got much time. He doesn't, so like, I, does it, I wonder if this has to do with what the treasure actually is, because we kind of talked about this, Jesse, outside of this episode. Yeah. Where we were kind of guessing of what the actual treasure what is. What is the one Because you never say yeah. it's gold. What is the one the friends piece you treasure? make along the way, Patrick? Of course. Maybe. it's It could be that or the journey or it could be a song. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were just song, talking about... I can't wait for it to be a song. Real. We, we, yeah, this we, just came up. There's a song yeah. about pirates and like sake and I'm like, just so you guys know, one of the most popular fan theories is that this song is the one piece. That's um, awesome. Yeah, maybe then one piece of music, one piece of sheet music <laughs> for everybody to read together. All right, everybody, I love this conversation so much, and we are coming up on our time. But unfortunately, that, that went so fast. That went so fast. I, I don't know. One... I was gonna say we need to take a quick break. And we're back. Whoa. So, Holy let's smokes. talk about these friggin' animals, am I right? Oh, man, the animals are so Dude. good. So, the movie starts, and it does the fucking Star Wars Episode One scene, where <laughs> a f- uh, fish comes out, and it looks like it's gonna attack our protagonists, and then a bigger fish comes out and eats that thing, and then another minute later, a bigger monster comes out and eats that thing, and when it first happened, I chuckled, and I was like, this is cute. This this bit never gets old is what I said out loud. And then I didn't it I, I didn't realize they weren't doing a bit. That is the core of the movie. Like I've it was almost funny and shocking to see someone take a throwaway joke and be like, "No, this is like an imp- a pillar of what this movie is actually." 
Not yeah. a joke. Before before I had seen any of this, I'm like, I wonder why it's called Strong World. And then as soon as we got to that scene of Luffy running around from these just completely bonkers animals, like, oh, that's why. <laughs> it's because everything Didn't even put that together really strong. Now. Yeah, so yeah, it's like this it, weird Darwin world. Yeah, exactly. It's a planet where survival of the fittest is just taken to the nth degree, and you literally have to like almost mutate in order to survive. And so that's why we have. Uh, things like Billy, who is a Pikachu duck, and I think Robin. Yeah. I think Robin kind of gives the the name at, of the movie away when she's with Frankie and they're dealing with like the the insane like army ants that like piranha a gigantic sea monster, and she says, you know, this island is a world where wisdom doesn't mean anything, you know, only strength. Yeah. And, uh that was kind of my takeaway. Yeah, I didn't even put together that the ants were like fucked up like the big monsters. Well, honestly, yeah, it was kind of early for that, right? Because you just see these ants and they're dressed up like little army men. And I imagine in your shoes, like, well, maybe this is just one piece being silly again. For but, sure. Uh, <laughs> it we was did great. see a big gorilla, uh, like, tombstone power bomb, another animal. Oh, in the that, of was that. So oh, was so cool. Bear suplexes, the, the other thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what it's called. I loved that. He did a literal wrestling <laughs> move. That was so fucking cool. When his arms were all fucked up and weird, where they're, like, really long, but, like, his... Mm-hmm. Uh, I should know these muscles, but like the forearms were extremely mm-hmm. bulky, but like the upper arms were kind of lithe and slender. <laughs> oh, the Popeye arms. Yeah. Popeye. <laughs> and honestly, like just you're mentioning all the cartoony influences of this. I'm not enough of an expert on like animation history or whatever, but my understanding is this is heavily influenced by Popeye the Sailor uh, to the Fuck point yeah. where like some like visual gags in this are directly lifted from old Popeye comics. Awesome. That is Love hilarious. Right? I, I was only catching on like the uh, King Kong bit at the end, or mm, mm, I last quarter of the movie. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Great. I didn't even. I yeah. I was like, oh, this barely kind of looks like Popeye, but I didn't pick up that there was more because I don't. I don't know if I've watched enough Popeye to know Popeye lore. Yeah, Popeye. <laughs> I've only seen it on Twitter because yeah, it's a comic from like the 30s or whatever. Which like I'm yeah. not disparaging that. I just haven't. I haven't read much I used of to it. watch Popeye when I was little. I think Oda is a very big fan of a lot of, especially like classic Western media. Yeah. Like he, Popeye song in general. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And I'm proud of Matt for knowing that that was an air suplex. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I just it, call all wrestling moves yeah. the same two things. Uh, and so there's also <laughs> these daft green trees that grow on the island and they have these circles around or specifically one circle of the trees around a village full of people that mm-hmm. have these vestigial feathers on their arms. Um, what did you guys think of this whole plot point? Because of course these are just people trying to get by, trying to make their living and their mm-hmm. powerful overlord Shiki, the golden lion is oppressing them and, he took all of their uh, women and young men or something like that. It was all the men. All the young women and, and the men. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Put them to work. Um, I thought this was cool. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. I was just going to say, I didn't think the bird arms were going to pay off, <laughs> which is probably dumb of me, but I was just like, oh, another cool, weird anime thing. I thought it was really cool. And like, this is another thing, which is why I'm glad. I'm really glad we watched episode zero because in episode zero, the island's not floating yet, and they just establish it's just so tall that it's like half terrestrial, half like in the sky, and that just creates weird evolutionary patterns in the people that, and the things that live here. 
And just like the animals, the people are evolving too. Um, they evolve little wing things. It's cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, then the subject system with, with the magic flower plant that like, evo- like helps evolve new mutations into things that eat it or whatever. That was super cool. The IQ plant, right? Yeah. Yeah, the or IQ. The yeah, SI- yeah. SIQ plant. SIQ is well, the, the SIQ refined version. was the, the synthetic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. That must be what, yeah. Because yeah, that's it's, what it's, um, Indigo, it was Indigo created it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he created it. It's the ultra-refined version that made uh, animals mutate and get increasingly violent with every dose. Right, right. Yeah, he concentrated it to speed up the effect and get as many mutations as possible so he could just keep weeding through them and finding yeah. shit he wanted to happen and abusing these poor fucking animals. And like, I wanted this to is, bring up the... Uh, oh, go ahead, John. Uh, I, I mean that. I, no, no worries. I was going to say, this is getting maybe a little ahead, but I, I am really glad we got the post-credit epilogue of, like, it was oh, okay. So? Yeah, well, like, all, all the all the villagers were okay. Yeah. And the animals are yeah. still mutated, but, like, they're calming down. Like, like because we got I that was line. relieved. Yeah, yeah, I was relieved exactly. for sure. The, the, uh, the flat, the alligator thing, yeah. and the uh, octopus was, you know... It's like, oh, they're, uh, what's that meme? It's like they're fucking regenerating or nature is healing. Nature is healing. <laughs> nature is healing. No, truly, nature is healing. <laughs> Shit like that. Because there was that line that, like, before Shiki came, like, the people, the animals, and the plants all lived in harmony, and now that's been completely disrupted. And, yeah. you know, it, nature is literally healing at the end. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good moment. And, I mean, yeah, we're we're kind of like getting towards the end of of our discussion. I I feel like, but the whole climax of the movie is that Shiki is gonna drop uh the the islands and and kill everybody, and that's when the people discover that they have these feathers so that they can fly and they survive. And then the post credit se- post credit sequence, all the animals are living in harmony and harmony and everything, but. Also, uh, the more important thing, guys, is that Luffy make his foot big and he drop it. So. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, he did. Mighty Thor or some shit. He literally, what was that called? Yeah, Mighty Th- Thorhammer, Mighty Thorhammer or something. Yeah. He charges it with lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it was super fucking cool. <laughs> and Patrick thought it was his wiener. Uh, I'm not saying I thought. I'm just saying like. You hoped. That's, 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 an, untapped, that's an untapped mine. Of Patrick, possibilities, that, okay. That's gear six. <laughs> I, I love that comment because I'm like, I don't think Odo would actually have the balls to do that, but like, he is like a kind of a horny guy, and One Piece has this famous like question and answer corner where like fans write in letters, and they'll be like, does does Luffy's wiener stretch? And he's like, of course, you know, like shit like that. Of course, and I do love that. I could imagine them busting out a giant like mosaic censored like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Luffy killed an entire village. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Gear Five because we have four limbs and we know what the fifth one could be. I'm just saying. I'm just I think you might there. be onto something there, buddy. Maybe not, <laughs> but maybe so. Also, so I want like, to throw this in there: the 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 ship, the uh, the fucking ship from Shiki, the Rock Island thing. Like that was cool when we first saw it. I was thinking like, oh, it's a space turd, man. It's coming in, coming in hot. <laughs> oh lord, yes, I remember. It does look like a giant poop. You are right about that. <laughs> a Joe Dierte space turd. Uh, Jesse, did so, you have? Yeah. What, yeah, my favorite, my 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 good little bird boy, uh, Billy. <laughs> Billy. When oh, yeah. when when Luffy and him first met, when I don't, I think it was more me as the audience realizing it, even than them realizing it. But <laughs> seeing seeing Luffy be uh, 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 immune to the electric powers of the cute little bird was like the sweetest sweetest little thing. It's like. 
in X-Men when Rogue finds someone she can touch or something. I don't know. I thought that was just the cutest I feel like shit that, ever. That played out super romantic with you because we had already seen that Luffy's immune to that from Enaru. There yeah, there's a scene in, in the manga where there's like a lightning villain who is extremely like probably the most arrogant and full of himself villain maybe in the yeah. entire thing, which is saying something. And the moment when he realizes that his lightning shit won't work on Luffy, it does a literal, like, full two-page close-up of him looking shocked and horrified, and it's one of the funniest images I've ever seen. And <laughs> yeah. Inner is another person that was alone for, like, 20 years perfecting his fucking mm-hmm. uh, devil fruit power, and that's Not kind paying of attention a, to anything else that was going on. Right. It's kind of a callback to uh, Gold Lion, you know, with he's on the island growing the animals to be weird and aggressive right so mm-hmm. that's kind of those are kind of related well i'm glad you said that because I, I did want to mention that something i really liked about this is that it, it felt like he was calling back to some earlier classic arcs and also calling ahead but to me with everything with nami really reminded me of arlong park yeah like she's mm-hmm. on her own she's vulnerable she's in like right. an enemy crew she has to reach out to luffy to ask for help though we only find out that that's what she was doing at the end um I think she was trying to piss him off deliberately, but again, he, he's so hot-headed, he just didn't listen to the full message. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like you said, Skypea. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, John. Oh, no, you're good. I just was agreeing with what you said about, yeah. about Nami and all that, because I, if I had any criticism of this movie, I don't think the whole, like, this is the last thing she said part needed to even be there. I think if the bit was just, oh, yeah, like, you you couldn't tell that she was just saying that to like get you mad like yeah she that knew that if you obvious. said you couldn't beat her you obvious or that you couldn't beat him that you obviously were gonna end up beating him that's just how mm-hmm. Luffy works you know this is after totally. Water Seven we we see what he'll do for the sake of a situation like this he'll, he'll literally go to the ends of the earth <laughs> um, but like it, it's very Skypea too right these floating islands these innocent people on it that are about to get horrifically plunged back to the ground and killed by this uncaring golden god um you know who's kind of just fucking off on his magical flying ship um but also something that i thought was really interesting is the longest arc in the whole thing which i'm the only one who's touched on yet it's about 150 chapters long a lot of similarities Mm. here and i think that part of uh, oda doing this movie was as a dry run for a later arc um a lot of parallels it's very interesting Mm. I can say what it is if you want, but uh, otherwise I will keep my lips sealed. The Ark? Yeah, the name of the Ark. Keep them sealed, brah. All right, you All got right. it, buddy. The fuck out of here with those spoilers. Speaking about sealing lips, uh, for about Seal. half the podcast, I tried to find a picture of Luffy and Goku kissing, and I can't. And so That's probably good. I'm sure Does the show have there. a Twitter? Does the show have a Twitter? Um, Does Devil Fruit Punch have a Twitter? Oh, our show. Sorry. Uh, I thought you meant one piece. Do we have a Do we have a Threads now? We have a TikTok. <laughs> we don't have a Twitter. Okay, I'm gonna need people to send the TikTok account every possible photo of Luffy and Goku kissing <laughs> that you can find because I spent a non negligible amount of time trying to do this and make AI art do it, and it's just not anywhere. Where are the pervs at? I'm going to Rule Thirty Four now, but uh, I'm I'm not gonna get too bogged down in this. Well. At the risk of us running long, uh, I mean, who do you think would win in a fight, Jesse? What? Don't. <laughs> Don't do I've this. I've seen one Don't movie. <laughs> What's Goku from? Is that Dragon Ball Z? Jesus Christ. Are you serious? Yes. 
Yeah, I've never I, watched. I just want, dear listener, just let it. this be a benchmark of, of Patrick's <laughs> background information before jumping into this podcast. Yes, and that's a totally fine thing to not be sure of. It is weirding me out a little bit Thank also. Thank you, man. <laughs> He's yes. the Superman of anime. Dragon Ball Z, yeah. I'm thinking of, uh, who's the orange jumpsuit That's person? That's Goku. That is, that is that, Goku. That Naradu? Naradu? You're, Naradu? you're fucking missing me off right now. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, no, okay. I, I, this is the only sorry, anime and the word manga Naruto. I've ever that read or Naruto. watched. That is Naruto, which is a series Naruto. that I know John adores, and I think you are genuinely making him mad right now. <laughs> John's <laughs> quitting the podcast right now. Goku would definitely kick Naruto's ass. That's okay, all I'm Goku, saying. Okay, Goku, I, they both wear orange, right? Goku and Naruto? Yes. They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They kiss. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think one I is wearing Goku a gi and one is wearing a jumpsuit. I don't know what a gi is besides cheese it's or it's like Goku butter. Wears. It's like butter. It's clarified butter, isn't uniform. it? He's worried. He's wearing clarified butter. That's the okay. It, it's GI. Mm. It's a martial artist uniform. Gi, right? Yeah. Okay. So if, if you go to a taekwondo class or you drive by one, it's what all the kids are wearing and the adults too. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, the adults, look, man. The kids <laughs> and the adults. <laughs> we don't have many like just non taekwondo class people in gis walking around. <laughs> Fair. Okay, this is this woods. is the last call. Is there anything else you guys want to say about this movie? Uh, it was really good. Harley Davidson. Yes. Oh, that was a good bit. I liked that. And I hate Harley Davidson, but I like that bit. Carly Davidson. And I hate Harley Davidson. I bet you can't even name two of their songs. That's very funny. Uh, I do own an Indian. It's not cycles. funny when that's you why, say the word. That was pretty Indian. funny. <laughs> That means it was indeed not so fun. funny. I, I, I just Anyways. want to say I, I really appreciate the the peak and the the chemistry on y'all's other show that this has given me. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, it's it's basically like this. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Okay, so normally I would begin with Patrick, but this is a special occasion, so we will begin the with fuck? Jesse. Fuck what it is. Did you... You're not a novice anymore. Jesse's the new novice. <laughs> Jesse, what did you think of this movie? And give it a rating. On the letter scale, so from F to S. Um, Two kingdoms, Jesse. Two kingdoms. At the post-credit scene, there was a giraffe with a full beard. Hell yeah, there was. <laughs> it was green, too. Yeah, and it was green. So I give it a 7 out of 7 weird. <laughs> 6 out of 7 good. <laughs> who's, the, who's the Toys R Us giraffe? 5 out of 7 great. Oh, Jeffrey, Toby? Jeffrey the giraffe. Tony? Jeffrey, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Jeffrey because he's not doing anything at Toys R Us. He's on this island. This would if I have to acquiesce and work on this regular show's uh, rating system. <laughs> uh, you can do Kingdoms. Patrick's done I Kingdoms. Give it a B, a B tier, wow. a B grade. Okay, respectable. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it might be. It could be an A. I just, I would honestly have to watch it again or some because even talking through it with you guys now. I was having, I, it was such an information overload yeah. watching it the first time. I'm just like reading subtitles and trying to memorize names and like remember people's bits and stuff. So even listening to Matt be like the ants from the beginning, or he said the world and the animals <laughs> used to live in peace. Like some of that shit just went over my head because I was having such a hard time. Uh, it wasn't a hard time, but I had to put so much mental yeah. focus into so many other parts. I probably missed things that would be just like subtle to someone that's familiar with this. So I would say uh B, but uh it could it could go up. I think that's oh, totally maybe I should just do an A. I that's don't know. That's funny because like, hard, you're man. 
This is like the problem I had was like my my reference point was what I just read. <laughs> and it's like basing what I just read off what I am now just reading. It's like, oh, shit. Well, no, maybe this is better than that. So it's like the revisionist history part of me is like mm-hmm. wanting to make a lot of changes. But you have just this for yeah, this I'm gonna, you know, actually, story. A, it gets an A because there was a guy who cut off his own <laughs> legs and put swords in place of his That's own legs. Oh, yeah, and there was a it was fucking man, 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 Sword, legs, carded blood. And then fucking the goddamn skull dude who tortured himself alive for was tortured staying alive for 50 years surrounded by his dead comrades and then the very god damn it i couldn't even do this joke that was the kind of his own fault cool dear boy that i'm oh, not dear boy. gonna fuck uh, the child dear boy chopper uh, yeah there was some really cool shit in this and it was interesting absorbing vibes yeah. like like it it gave me like dragon ball vibes in the best ways Mm -hmm. and i was and and the art style is so wild like you said there's a like kid kiddy stuff where there's a green giraffe with a beard and that fucking thing that he called a crocodile or something earlier that looks like a sentient roller coaster (laughs) lizard like all of that shit I, I vibe with that. I like we it oh actually more specifically, it had an identity to it. Yeah. That was another thing. Is some of that shit drawn by another person could have looked really fucking stupid. Oh yeah. Stupid like in a like just a bad art kind of way. Where like my eyes wouldn't be drawn to certain things, or I'd be like, is that like a clip art giraffe? Like there was somehow he infused a high level of personality into some of the simplest things. There's just animals with full sets of teeth mm-hmm. and like giant eyes and shit that shouldn't have those. And I'm just, that's fucking good. I'm glad you guys had got me to do this. Thank you for doing I, it. I love that review. Yeah. I'll just say too that Oda not only wrote this movie, he also submitted over a hundred sketches and drawings, I believe. So I think it's pretty safe to say that he designed probably most of these characters personally, mm-hmm. which I, have a question, I think shows. Uh, go ahead, Patrick. Is this the only one of the movies that Oda has had a heavy hand in? He has worked on other movies, but yeah, this is probably like the with most the script. This this is probably the the most he's worked on a movie. He um Okay. I think the next one after this he produced and supervised Red. I know that much off the top of my head. Uh, it's the only So one, this is the only one he did the script on? Is the this full one? script, yeah. Okay. I'm just basing, uh, I'm getting a baseline for what my rating is going to be in the future. Okay. (laughs) Subsequent to this. uh, Hit us. What's your rating and review? Well, let me tell you. uh, This movie was really good. Episode Zero was very good. A great choice to set up this whole shit. Uh, I was kind of blown away. I mean, I love the the animation. I love the 3D kind of snippets they kind of put in, interspersed with the uh, regular 2D animation stuff. Yeah. Even though it's you know, 15 years old, 14 years old, whatever. Um, I bought into it. I loved all of it. I I almost want to go watch and listen to the English dub to see what they sound like. Mm-hmm. Mm, just to get um, kind of like a different exposure from what we saw. I don't, which was I don't know if Japanese you're going to like what you hear. I'll just say that, Patrick. I don't know. I, feel I, like I appreciate one in a try, though. The, yeah. This is this is the dilemma that everyone who's read anything and then watches the film or TV version of whatever they read, and they're like, "Oh, that's not what I fucking pictured." It's like <laughs> that's that's you. You're never gonna find a perfect adaptation because people have different ideas about everything. So, 
I just kind of want to see what it's like, but I really like the movie. I'm going to give it, I'm going to do six out of seven kingdoms because I loved it. And I think it could be a little bit better. There were some slow spots, but I feel like Brooke was the best part of this movie <laughs> as he was in the last arc. And I love seeing everyone in color and moving. It's pretty cool. I, I see we have a fellow Brooke enjoyer entering the room. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. oh, yeah. Stole the movie. Hell, yeah. So we have an A from Jesse, an A from Patrick. Uh, I think I'm going to go A as well, honestly. Um, it just feels like the right the right score. I don't know. Um, I'm glad that Patrick brought up the 3D like CG animation that was in this movie because I thought it was used well and not overused. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was a great accent and also something that I didn't bring up is one of the first shots of the movie is just this very slow thoughtful scene that follows Luffy as he's hiking like up a mountain or something and it doesn't even focus on him at first it's just focusing on the bag that he's wearing or something like that I, I can't remember exactly but um, that scene really drew me in and kind of had me on board with the movie from the get-go and there really weren't any disappointments in the movie as far as i can tell so i think it solidly earns that a rank uh lastly matt tell us what you thought of the movie okay i um i mentioned it earlier i was shocked at how much this just felt like reading one piece like this you know, if, if I had never seen a One Piece movie and you put a gun to my head and say, like, what do you think a One Piece movie would be like? It would be this. Um, and I think that that's, in a funny way, also its biggest drawback is that it never quite astonished me. I was never shocked by what happened. Um, you know, I don't want to talk too much about One Piece Red yet, but, like, that movie genuinely astonished me. It, it took some turns I was never expecting. This was extremely good. Um it's been such a pleasure to, you know, to have seen that and, and hear your thoughts about it, Jesse, because a lot of what you're hitting on is like the stuff that people who are as into the series as the, you know, the rest of us are love about it. You know, the distinctive designs, you know, the, how crappy some of these things could look in any other person's hands, but they just work somehow, like the magic of it, the fun. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. kitty, sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's really fucking cool. Um, I thought this is great, man. I I really I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every single character getting at least a little bit of a showcase. I I thought that the plot was really good. You know, I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom right now, and I was strongly being reminded of that with these floating weird little islands that you have to hop across. Uh, this is awesome. This is a really great time, and I think I gotta go a plus because um, it doesn't quite have the the absolute magic of like an S tier that of just like holy shit, I can't believe that just happened. But um, I, I like what more could I ask for? You know, like I don't think it made a single misstep, and that's really saying something. Awesome! Um, wow, One Piece is so whimsical and fun, isn't it? It's just fun. It's a yeah. fun time. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Um, you can now follow us on TikTok at Devil Fruit Punch. Yeah, that's right. That's the name of the TikTok and the podcast. And honestly, there really isn't a good reason for you to follow us on TikTok because we just post clips of this podcast that you've already listened to. But if you wanted to be nice and follow us anyway, you could like all the videos, comment on all the videos, repost all the videos, and then that would help other people find the podcast as well. So 
if you want to be really cool and chill, you could do that for us. And also, we have another podcast, uh, Patrick and Jesse and I do. So, Patrick and Jesse, do you want to say anything about that show? It's like good. And it's like weird, but it's pretty great. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's called Good Weird Great. It's a podcast about anything and everything that has good, weird, and great stuff about it. I don't know. Anyway. Most particularly, it's not about things that are bad or suck or lame. I feel, I feel like we could do all of Tom Cruise's stunts for Mission Impossible uh, in the next episode. That is a possibility, I feel like. I would love to listen uh, to that but not see any of it because it's a <laughs> audio medium. That, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll describe it all in detail. That podcast. Don't, uh, don't leave me out on One Piece Red. <laughs> Apparently, that movie's really good. So if you ever get around to that, go, y'all give me another call. We've got something to touch on after we're done here. <laughs> that was a good description of the Good Weird Great podcast. Um, it also has a TikTok. The name is also the name of the podcast, Good Weird Great. You can email us on this podcast at devilfruitpunch at gmail.com. You can find Jesse on Twitter at Jesse underscore wind. Yeah, I know. Twitter. It's still a thing. Uh, anyway. Unbelievable. For a little bit, it's burning to the ground. You can smell the fire. And until next time. Ahoy, ahoy motherfucker. Ahoy, brother. Yeah. Yeah.